everybody, it's Rich Sports Talk here, and it is that time of year again. After months, only two teams are left out of the pool. It is the New England Patriots and the Philadelphia Eagles playing in Super Bowl 52, of course. Got a lot of great games over the past decade, and it's very interesting. It's almost feels a little bit anticlimactic because you don't have Carson Wentz in this game for the Philadelphia Eagles, and that just seems like a dream matchup right there. Carson Wentz, the big up-and-comer in the league, and who I think is going to be a top-five quarterback for years to come in Philadelphia versus the GOAT, the legend, Tom Brady. And let's start off with the New England Patriots and what this Super Bowl means. We have to go back to the early 2000s, and this was a franchise... Or if you didn't know a lot about the Patriots, um, let me take you on a little brief history tour. In the late 90s, the New England Patriots were a completely different team and franchise in the NFL. They were almost a forgotten franchise. Playing out Foxborough Stadium, one of the worst sites in the NFL. Robert Kraft recently bought the team. Bill Belichick became the head coach after failing with the Cleveland Browns in the mid-90s, although that was more on the Cleveland Browns than on Bill Belichick, but we won't get into that today. And this was a franchise that got the three biggest pieces in football together at the right time to make what is arguably the greatest dynasty in NFL history. You have arguably one of the greatest owners in Robert Kraft. You have arguably, and in my opinion, the best head coach in Bill Belichick. And of course, the great and soon-to-be Hall of Famer whenever he decides to retire. And it might not be until the age of 45, Tom Brady. But it is amazing how this all culminated in 2001. And even with with the reports coming out of Foxborough about Bill Belichick and the breakup between him and Robert Kraft, possibly because of what happened with Jimmy Garoppolo, about how Tom Brady reportedly wanted Garoppolo shipped out of town. Uh, Belichick wanted to keep Garoppolo, but Kraft sided with Brady and told Belichick to, of course, trade Garoppolo to the 49ers, where Jimmy Garoppolo has looked incredible and looks like a future uh, star in this league, even in just five games with the 49ers. But Despite all the distractions, it always amazes me with the New England Patriots is it's one thing we never talk about with greatness. When we talk about greatness, the first things a lot of people come to mind is talent. It's are you the best in your field? But to me, I think greatness needs to be measured in consistency. I mean, you can be great. I mean, if you're a professional singer or a professional band, you can have one great hit. You can have one great song. And that can make your career. But what makes bands like U2, the Rolling Stones, what makes bands like those continue to thrive? It's because of their consistency over a period of time and how they've been able to adapt and keep relevant. And you look at a lot of big stars in the entertainment industry, for example, uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, What has made Taylor Swift so successful for now over a decade is her ability to adapt and to appeal to her audience while also creating great music. Uh, You look back, it seems, ages ago, but she came up through country, and she really developed a strong rapport in country. She has a formula. She has a system for creating songs, and that continues to roll and roll and roll until arguably she's one of the biggest stars on the planet right now. It's almost an annual thing with the New England Patriots. 
their seasons almost seem to follow the same exact pattern. The first four to six weeks of the season, they lose a couple games. They might be around the 500 mark. And then everyone in the media is like, is this the end of the Patriots? Is the dynasty over? Is Brady too old? Has Belichick lost his touch? Is this defense going to be able to hold up in the postseason? And it seems like every single year, the New England Patriots are going to be in the top of the AFC East. They're going to be in the top of the AFC playoff picture and look like they are the contender for the Super Bowl. Do you remember that opening game against the Chiefs? Do you remember when Cam Newton dashed up this defense? Do you remember that first month of the season when the Patriots defense looked like they couldn't stop anybody? Do you remember that? Do you remember the game in Miami where the offense looked completely lost? No. Because what do the Patriots do better than anyone else? It's adapt. Bill Belichick, at this point, almost looks at the first half of the season as experiment time. While most teams are just trying to win games, Bill Belichick has the confidence that his system and his personnel, they're going to get to the playoffs and they're going to have a great position in the playoffs. But what he is doing is tinkering with his lineup and finding those roles for his players. Who's going to be the situational pass rusher? What offenses work well for us? What don't? What defenses work well for us? Are we going to be a 3-4 base? Are we going to be a 4-3 base? Are we going to focus more on safety play? Are we going to be more of a zone team? But I tell you, when they figure it out, they are something to behold. And you look at the Patriots. They always find players for their system. I mean, we laughed at them. They picked up James Harrison. Oh, it's just to steal their playbook. Well, he's been a nice pass rusher for this team for this playoff run. You look at New England. The one thing about this dynasty, which relates to, I think, another great dynasty, which I don't think gets the fanfare it deserves, which is the uh, San Antonio Spurs for how long that greatness was in the NBA. I mean, this dynasty was 20 years. When we talk about dynasties... The most they might last is 10 years. You're lucky to get five, six great years. And especially in today's NFL, when the turnover is so great in the rosters, when you have injuries, when you have 53-man rosters, when you have to cut it every year, when you have salary caps, when you don't want to pay or overpay for aging players. And Bill Belichick has always been ahead of the curve. Bill Belichick was great at finding players in the draft. He hoarded draft picks. He got young players. But he's changed that in recent years and he's ahead of the curve. And you know why? The recent CBA. What does the CBA now do? It limits practice time. It limits the amount of coaching and hours that a coach can be on the field with his players. So what did Bill Belichick do? He decided, if I can't have the practice time to develop these players the way I want to, I'm not going to draft them. So what has he done over the recent years? Traded those draft picks. And we all said, well, wait, what are the Patriots doing? Why They never trade draft picks. Why are they Why are they trading and moving back and barely having any picks in the draft? Why are they trading for veterans? Because Bill Belichick knows two things with veteran players. Number one, they're going to buy into his system because at this point in their career, they want to win. They want to win a Super Bowl. They've been through it. And they also realize that... They understand their role on the team. And number two is for the CBA, the practices were a lot harder and it was a lot harder on veteran players to stay healthy. Now with the new CBA, 
it helps these older veterans stay healthier throughout the season because they're not on the field as much. Now, injuries are going to happen. It's the NFL, but it's a little bit easier for these veteran players who now know how to take care of their bodies, not having the strenuous practices. And for Bill Belichick, he knows that they're going to accept the roles he's going to put on this team where a young player who is developing and really wants to become a star in this league and a face in this league, it's all going to be about him. A lot of these veterans that Belichick brings in, he brings in guys that haven't won Super Bowls or that he knows are coachable because he understands that in his system, he needs guys to do their job. And that's the Patriots' model is to do their job. Now, let's look at the Philadelphia Eagles in this game. And before I get to my pick for this year's Super Bowl, uh, you have to give this front office in Philadelphia a lot of credit. They have done an absolutely incredible job of building a roster that in two years under this regime has gone from the debacle of Chip Kelly training away some of the most talented players in the NFL, including LaShawn McCoy, who continues to thrive in Buffalo, to now being a game within the Super Bowl, despite not having their star quarterback Carson Wentz. And to be honest with you, I think Carson Wentz should be this league's MVP. Now, a lot of people say, well, come on, he can't be the MVP. He missed last couple of games. Oh, by the way, he secured the Eagles home field advantage. You're not telling me having that crowd and that building and having teams go into that cold environment wasn't a huge home field advantage in January. You're telling me it wasn't a huge advantage over Minnesota, a dome team who had to go outside. You're not telling me it wasn't an advantage against Case Keenum, who doesn't have the strongest arm and had trouble throwing against those hard wins outside at Lincoln Financial Stadium. I understand it's going to be Brady, probably the league MVP, but I got to give the Eagles a lot of credit for what they've done the postseason, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They've looked exceptionally well, but you're also concerned by the quarterbacks they've played now. I understand people are going to say, well, wait a minute, they played Matt Ryan. Falcons were in the Super Bowl last year. Matt Ryan, once again, a dome quarterback going outside in December, and he hasn't been a good postseason quarterback in his career. He's got a losing record in the postseason. He has not been good in the postseason, and if you look at his statistics, outside of last season, his numbers are basically about the same as Andy Dalton's. And we all rip Andy Dalton for being an average quarterback and holding the Bengals back, but we don't rip Matt Ryan. I don't know why people in the media love Matt Ryan so much. He, yes, he's a likable guy. He's an average quarterback. And I think the Eagles' defense was better than Atlanta's, and it was a bad mismatch for Atlanta. They were going outdoors, cold environment, where they do not play well. And being a dome team and... Look at the two teams they played in the playoffs. Dome teams coming outside to play in Philadelphia in the brutal cold. Yeah, I think the Eagles had a slight uh, home field advantage like the Patriots did. The Patriots had a huge home field advantage out in Foxborough. They always have the advantage. We always talk about the advantage of them playing outside in January up in New England. I mean, come on. And that's one of the biggest home field advantages, having one of those cold stadiums in uh, the January. You have to give a lot of credit to Nick Foles. Played a great game. I think we got to pump the brakes on Nick Foles. I mean, let's let's face it, over the last two weeks of the regular season, the Eagles had the worst offense in the NFL. So while I think they've made adjustments with Nick Foles and that he can be a competent quarterback, and Minnesota did not even show up to play in that NFC Championship game. And I always think Atlanta's defense is overrated. I, I think it's got some good pass rushers, but you can throw the ball against that defense. 
and move the ball and that's exactly what Philadelphia did so I don't think really Philadelphia's had a great test in this postseason now you can say the Patriots didn't outside of Jacksonville but to me I'm I really like what the Eagles have done. You look at the young offensive talent they've accumulated, how good their defense is, and this is a very young team. They're going to be a very good team for a long time. I think they could be the next Seattle Seahawks without the drama and with a extremely talented quarterback that I think when it's said and done could be easily a top three quarterback in the league for a long time. Now, Nick Foles is a capable quarterback, But the reason why I'm going to pick the Patriots in the Super Bowl is very simple. You're giving Bill Belichick, arguably the greatest defensive mind in football, you're giving him two weeks to prepare. Wow. I mean, we talk about Alabama getting the extra time for Nick Saban for the first uh, round of the college football playoff, but Bill Belichick is one of the greatest defensive coaches in the history of the game and could be the greatest defensive coach because of the personnel changes he uses, the personnel packages, how he's able to really read quarterbacks, and he's got tape on Nick Foles. That's the thing. This isn't like it's a rookie quarterback that's played three games and you only have those three games of tape. He has tape from him when he was previously with the Eagles. He's got tape when he was in Los Angeles last year, and he's got a couple games worth of tape this year. So if anyone's going to figure out game plan, it's Bill Belichick. And if you saw the 30 for 30 this week on the two bills, which was fantastic, highly recommend, well done, another great 30 for 30 by ESPN. But when we look back at Super Bowl 25, we always look at that and we say, wow, you know, the first thing we think about is the, the bills lost that game because of Scott Norwood. Are we forgetting that they slowed down and maintained the entire game, Thurman Thomas? Do we forget about, oh yeah, Jim Kelly and that K-Gun offense? We're talking about an offense that hung 55 points on the Raiders in the AFC Championship game two weeks before. Now, can you say that the Bills didn't prepare hard enough for the Giants? Absolutely. But one thing that Bill Belichick did, and the Bills have said this, is that he knew how to slow down that K-Gun offense. Now, no one knew how to slow down that cake on offense. And what Bill Belichick did was what you see a lot of defenses do now, which was a 2-4 package where he went with four linebackers, only two down linemen, and he really forced the Bills to run the football. And Thurman Thomas had over 130 yards rushing on 15 carries. The funny thing was the Bills, they all said it, Jim Kelly especially, that the more... They tried to go fast and pick up the tempo and go faster, which is the whole point of the K-Gun. It hur- was really the first hurry-up offense we've ever really seen, which was get to the line, read the defense, don't let them substitute, and throw, 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 march down the field, go as quick as you can. But what Bill Belichick did smartly was he put a very good package on the field that made it very difficult to move the ball, made it very difficult to hit those quick outs, hit those quick routes that the Bills like to do. And really, they said it was almost like quicksand. The faster they tried to go against that Bill Belichick defense with the Giants, the harder it was to function. You look at that game plan, and they invited the Bills to run. They didn't take the invitation. Thurman Thomas had a huge game on only 15 carries. Looking back, you always say, wow, that was a great game plan because no one could slow it down. I mean, we forget about the Wildcat. Remember the Wildcat in the 2000s? Oh, yeah, it was that offense where the running backs would throw the football out of the backfield in Miami. Now, they brought that offense out against New England, and it made all the headlines because they upset New England. They were moving the ball. It was crazy. New England couldn't stop this offense. Well, it was kind of funny the next time they 
played each other, and Bill had time to review that tape, and oh, they couldn't move the football. That offense didn't work anymore because Bill had time to prepare. Giving Bill Belichick extra time to look at tape, I mean, these two weeks, they benefit the Patriots because they get more time to look at film. Now, yes, Peterson also gets time to look at film with the Eagles. And yes, the Patriots can start off slow in the Super Bowl. But one thing you always have to remember is who's the best team at making the halftime adjustments? It's New England. So even if the Eagles can jump out to an early lead in this game, which I don't think it's going to be like last Super Bowl where you had a 28-3 lead by the Falcons. I don't see the Philadelphia offense really pulling that far away. Now, you can move the ball against the Patriots' defense. They don't have a great pass defense, but I do think what you're going to see is a lot of 3-3-5 out there. I think they're going to really make it difficult for Philadelphia to move the football. I think what the Patriots are going to do is load up run heavy early because they know they're going to try and move the ball on the ground with Jay Ajayi who's another player that they're very familiar with. Keep that in mind. They're very familiar with what J.H.I. does because they played him multiple times when he was with the Miami Dolphins. So they know his skill set. They know what he likes to do, what types of runs he's looking for, and what types of runs that the offense really wants to put him in. I think that's another situation you're going to have to really look into is how the Patriots adapt to him. If I had to get a prediction, I think this is going to be a 31-17 to win for the Patriots. To be honest with you, you have to be amazed that this thing has lasted for nearly two decades. I mean, you look at great dynasties like the Lakers, how that broke up because Kobe fought for credit with Phil and with Shaq. All these great dynasties are broken up by ego. They're open up by who gets the credit. And you can make the case what could have been the greatest dynasty in football, the Dallas Cowboys, was ruined by ego. You look, Jimmy Johnson built the youngest team that won back-to-back Super Bowls with a Hall of Fame quarterback, and what happened? Jerry Jones was upset that Jimmy Johnson was getting the credit in Dallas, so what did he do? He fired him. It was clear Jerry wanted Jimmy out, and what happened? Yes, they won one more Super Bowl, but Jerry Jones will tell you that's his biggest mistake of his career because you look at that coach— one of the greatest football coaches in the history of the game with a Hall of Fame quarterback. And you can make the case Jerry Jones is one of the best owners, if not the best in the NFL. That's your opinion. I think he's definitely within the top three. In terms of his influence, he's definitely number one. When I talk about personnel and for his own franchise, I don't think he's number one. But in terms of his influence in the league, he's the number one uh, owner in the league because of how much power he has. But you look at the Cowboys... In that early 90s and how many great players they had. And they had almost the same exact formula as this New England Patriot team did. Arguably the best coach in the league, one of the best of all time. A Hall of Fame quarterback who was one of the most talented of all time and one of the best owners. But what happened? Ego broke that thing up in just a few years. And the Patriots have been able to hold this thing together for almost two years decades and they're on their way to what I believe is their sixth Super Bowl championship they have a system they have a quarterback they have a great coach and an owner now a lot of things could happen this offseason and we will talk about that for our wrap-up after the Super Bowl what could happen in the aftermath of the Super Bowl but I do will say this for Eagles fans because I know Eagle fans are screaming at me because they're like, oh, you're in one of those other media members. You're picking the the Patriots because everyone loves the Patriots. And no, trust me, I'm a Jet fan. I would love to see the Patriots lose, but 
I have to make decisions on what I've seen in the paper and what the statistics tell me. And they are telling me that the Patriots are the better team. They're the better situational team. They're the more experienced team. I mean, let's put it this way. None of the other Patriots who have been to the postseason, just Tom Brady for Super Bowl experiences, has played in seven Super Bowls. This will be his eighth, but he's played in seven Super Bowls. Did you know this matches the experience of the entire Eagles roster, the 53-man roster? So just Tom Brady. Think about that. But this could have been an all-timer, especially if Carson Wentz was able to play because he is one of those special talents that that it's rare in the NFL. You hope to get a quarterback talent like that once every five years, whether it be a John Elway, a uh, Andrew Luck. And to me, he is one of those rare talents. And it's a shame that he went down with the ACL injury. But I do think the Eagles, especially they can add some more weapons around him. So the good news for you Eagles fans is I do think that your team is up for the long run. I think it'll be close in the first half situation where it's a 14 to 10 game at half for the Eagles. But just the adjustments that the Patriots can make at halftime, and don't forget it's a longer halftime than usual because of the halftime show, the adjustments they can make. I mean, you saw they were a different team when they played Atlanta in the second half of that game because they made adjustments. They are the best halftime adjusting team. And you look at all the edges that they have. Head coach, edge. Quarterback, edge. Offensive line, I would give the edge slightly to the Eagles, almost a push. Wide receiving weapons, I would give to the Patriots, uh, especially if Gronk can play. Even without him, it becomes a little bit closer because then you got Ertz as the better tight end if he's not on the field, but they still have so many good weapons. And I think the Eagles have a below-average wide receiving core. And then on defense, I think it's a bit of a push. I think the Eagles are a better defensive team than the Patriots, but the Patriots are going to be hard to throw outside the numbers. So once again, my prediction for the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 52, Patriots will win this one 31-17. Tom Brady gets his sixth Super Bowl title, and of course the Patriots will then tie the Steelers for the most in NFL history with six Super Bowl rings. Thank you so much for joining us today. That's going to do it for Rich Sports Talk. Just a reminder, you can always follow us on richsportstalk.com and, of course, our podcast broadcasting off of SoundCloud. We're looking to add into iTunes. We will let you know when that update happens and tune in radio as well. So those two we're trying to get into, but we're always, as always, on SoundCloud. You can catch us there and follow us on richsportstalk.com on Facebook. And if you'd like to get on the show, we would love to have you. Our Gmail account, if you'd like to email us, email us your question, we would love to get back to you and put you on air and discuss your thoughts. Our email, of course, richsportstalk at gmail.com. That's richsportstalk at gmail.com. I'm Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Super Bowl wrap-up coming this week as we break down Super Bowl 52 from all the action on the field and, of course, some of that action off the field talk about the halftime show and of course those Super Bowl commercials and bring it to you Rich Sports Talk. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.